This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.omf.ie now there is no end to the interesting business stories out there and this week thanks to this program I was delighted to have the opportunity to learn about Dakota Irish now it's a company founded by North Dakota native and Irish based Luke McIntosh and it grew out of his passion for the fantasy game Dungeons and Dragons now during the week I was delighted to get a chance to sit down with Luke and I started by asking him to tell us his story before he decided to start Dakota Irish so I was working you know, standard kind of corporate job, 25 years in corporate and IT and operations, things like that. So I spent a lot, like I said, 25 years in doing that. I was working for a major U.S. company um, over here. Uh, based in Ireland. Based, Yeah, I was based in Ireland. I was kind of their Irish um, contact, their Irish senior manager. And, um, yeah, I was doing, hold, or managing major contracts for them and, and helping them just kind of grow their um, Irish and EMEA uh, base. Hmm. But all the while you had a passion that was consuming a lot of your interest. Tell us about that. Yeah, I had, when I was younger, I got into role-playing games and, you know, my friends kind of got me into doing, uh, we started off with a game called Rollmaster, funny enough, and uh, a few other ones. And we gamed and we enjoyed it. Role-playing is a really immersive and fun thing you do as a group, you know what I mean? It's a lot like, it's acting, basically, and, and you have a bit of crack, you know, shared storytelling. Um, I've always said that I felt like it had a really good home in Ireland because, you know, when you're in the pub and you're all talking about, how do you remember when that happened and Billy was doing that and Joe was doing that you know it's it's very similar to that you know and then there's one fellow there who's like he's the expert he knows he's like no 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 lads now <laughs> you know so um I, I was doing that when I was younger and then you know life as life happens I, I ended up falling out of it for a long time and then uh yeah while I was working for that big company uh I uh, got back into it again and I started to really realize how much I missed it and how much I enjoyed it and yeah it became a, a passion again and there's a particular game um I'd heard it before but you've really opened my eyes to another world Dungeons and Dragons tell us a bit about it yeah so Dungeons and Dragons is it's been around since the 70s it was started by a guy named Gary Gynax and there's another fellow as well apologies I can't remember his name um who who started off in uh, the states and uh, it was very popular for a while especially into the 80s and then there's something we call kind of the satanic panic where uh, Christian groups kind of started to say that it was associated with the devil and all this kind of crazy things and of course then the parents were like oh no you know so it kind of died down a bit but a lot of lads especially my age and er, in the 90s it kind of people started to pick it up again and they started to play it again and then um, yeah it kind of eventually got even it, it just kind of built it's been building again over the last say 20 years until there maybe five ten years ago it just kind of exploded onto the scene with things like critical role and um um lots of different uh, dungeons or i'm trying to think of the other one romance of the dungeons is an irish one homebrews an irish one i'm giving shouts out to the lads now yeah, yeah. <laughs> just different kind of shows where they were playing D online and people got to watch it and suddenly people realized Jeepers, this is great fun so and have you any idea of the number of people involved in in this gaming subculture i suppose how many people around the world would be playing dungeons and dragons uh millions yeah so the they've never actually i went looking for it trust me <laughs> they never actually figured out exactly how many players but i think wizards of the coast which is the publishers of um dungeons and dragons i think they estimated in the worldwide was it it was was it a worldwide it was something like 10 million or 
hundred million. It was huge million. Ten there. or a hundred. Well, yeah, I know. It's a let's big split the difference. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was like, there's a zero in there somewhere. But um, there was a lot. It was more than you would have probably thought, basically. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. so you're living over here. You had this quite high-powered corporate lifestyle, but this is your, your big passion. And then you parlayed it into a business. Tell us about how you took the plunge and, and what the business started to do. Yeah, so I kind of was getting to the point where I was realizing I was unhappy in corporate role. Um, I'd been doing it actually since I was 16, if you can believe it. I was in corporate since I was 16, which is a very American way of doing it. I'm from the States, obviously. So, um, yeah, uh, and it had been a long time, and I kind of realized this isn't really what I want to be doing, and I think God was made redundant. That's probably not a phrase you'd hear very often. Yeah. Um, but I was made redundant, and so I kind of, we were comfortable, and I had free time, and I kind of did a bit of soul-searching. I thought, you know what, I really want to take my destiny you know my my our future my family's future in our own hands and try to do something that i was passionate about and i felt gave back to the world in some way and um you know i saw these companies that were kind of as D was starting to get back popular again they were you know companies were coming in to fill in gaps things like you know making dice or making things like dice trays which are, are trays that you use to roll dice into you know, instead of them rolling around the table, you have them in a in a tray. So, so basically, just to explain to people who may not be familiar with it, mm. you have a board, mm. you have dice that you throw, and they determine how far you move your characters. Is that it? No, actually, the way it works is that would be board gaming, which right. um, these trays can be used for as well. But actually, it's a lot of it in the mind. Now, they can have maps, as I was showing you earlier, yeah. the, uh, the miniatures we have. So they can play with maps and have miniatures and show battles that happen on these mats, right? But a lot of role-playing happens in the head, in right. what we call the theater of the mind. Okay, we call um, that, use that in radio as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, a lot of it happens there, and so you're telling a story verbally. Um, you might have, and this is what we're kind of getting into now with D&D as we progress, is you're starting to see people using effects. Like I was showing you there, we sell these candles, so you might... You know, have Burn a candle, the candle there and have a particular smell, and it gives the the that vibe off while you're playing. So you you, you but you, but dice is the critical part because that's how you determine chance in the game. You know, hey, I go up to strike the goblin with my sword. Well, do you succeed? I don't know. Roll the dice, and so the dice tray kind of contains the dice so it doesn't roll over. So it's not kind of rolling under the couch or exactly the room. And room. You, you know, when you're playing, you might have say I don't know six to eight people, and they're all rolling. So, you know what I mean? You want to make sure that you've kind of got a space your dice are contained to, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, you said you were started with Dice Tray, and you've got a very uh, nice yeah. and tastefully designed and crafted Dice Tray. Um, where did you take it from there? Because I know that the company has really grown legs, not to, to coin a phrase or mm. use a pun or anything, but mm. how did you bring it from the idea to where you are today? Yeah, I suppose I've been spent so long in business, I kind of had an idea generally that, you know, it's hard to... Uh, these are all handcrafted wooden items that take a long time to make, and so they're expensive. Um, you know, like you, the, the less expensive one we have, the least expensive one we have is about 100, 110 euro on up to this holly tray, which is not on the market yet, but it's probably going to be 250, 300 because wow. of, they're so rare and and like holly that's using holly wood holly wood yeah because you can't make I mean it's very very difficult to get holly anyway that's that's uh, that you can make yeah. this stuff out of so um, 
uh, but I knew that those were quite high price points for people to kind of get into and they don't know you and that sort of thing. So I said, well, I want a lower price point to kind of help people get engaged with the brand. And I always love dice. Dice is a really critical thing as part of the game. And so I said, well, I'll start carrying dice and start selling dice and see that to another. And now we're pretty much known as we're starting to build out and become known as a D&D company, which is the point. But we've really gained a name in the industry as being a dice company. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, people who may not be familiar with D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, are probably saying, this must be niche, niche, niche. Mm. But this isn't a bedroom business. This is, you've now expanded. Tell us the real world kind of lengths that you've had to go to, or not had to go to, but that you have gone to, and it's providing employment. Yeah. So... um you know, like most small businesses, started off in the 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 office in the garage and kind of built from there. But um, we uh, we have two locations now, actually, um, one in Greg Namana and one in Kilkenny in Purcell's Inch there, um, and we employ about seven people. So, um, and that's just in the last. I only started the business uh, July 2017 as a sole trader, and we only incorporated in 2020. Hmm. So uh, we really started to grow since 2020. As we, as we, um, as I was saying to you before, um, you know, we grew by like seven times from 2019 to 2020. It just absolutely just skyrocketed, you know. So um, at the end of 2020, we were like, "Well, we really need to. I need help." I was doing this a lot of times on my own, you know, pulling in my kids and my wife and family members, being like, "Can you guys help me?" Pack dice and because we ship globally, mm. so and uh, the global market is really where it's at for you guys. Yeah, quite niche, really, in Ireland. I think about five percent of your turnover coming from Ireland. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I, it is niche compa- if you compare it to things like sports and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, about five percent of our sales go to Ireland. Another maybe twenty percent to the UK, and then fifty to sixty percent to the US and North uh, Canadian market, the North American market. Mm. Um, and then yeah, we sh- we ship everywhere. Europe is a big market as well. Tell us, um, but you started off with dice. Um, I know from our chat before we came on air that that you have a. You know, it, there's a world of dice. It's not just yeah. a, just a one size fits mm. all. Mm. You've got the dice trays. I've even got uh, before me an edible product, uh, honey, yep. honey badger uh, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell us about the the expansion of the different products that you're doing and and how how big can it get? Massive. So, uh, one of my big ethos with this company was that it's that we want to sell top-tier quality goods um, because you could get a lot of really poor quality goods in this. Um, And so that was kind of my thing was that we were only selling the best of the best and we were selling at prices that people could afford. And as we kind of moved into that, I realized there's things like you can get metal dice, gemstone dice, wooden dice, and wooden and gemstone dice are all handmade. You can get Palmer dice, uh, which I showed you there as well. All sorts of gummy edible dice. Um, And there's a huge, huge market out there. And the thing is, is that when people play this game, they love dice. They have a different dice set for each character, or they might have a different dice set for each game they play, or different dice set for everything, you know. So people love collecting the dice and having the dice there. So there's a huge a huge market for that. And, um, and yeah, there's huge variety uh, all over the place. We keep innovating as we go along and making our own sets. And, and in a, a, a zone or a business segment, which it, the, the driving motivation is theater of the mind presumably the only barrier is is your your own imagination 100 percent. yeah absolutely it's you can play anything you want to from you know 
literally Dungeons and Dragons up to Space Marines, up to anything that you want, the systems can be acclimatized to it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes there's specific systems for it, like there's there's Star Trek systems, there's Star Wars systems, there's <laughs> name it, Warhammer. A lot of people actually in Ireland who are into the hobby industry like this, they play Warhammer, and they play these are these are highly miniaturized battles and stuff. So. Any idea of the size of the market in Ireland? No. Again, it's hard to tell. See, unfortunately, and this is something I was talking about earlier, the, the industry isn't that well known, and it's quite hard to get... Um, it's been hard to get any kind of information about it. Um, yeah. So the uh, worldwide, we figure it's worth about four billion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk to me a bit about the whole thing of turning your passion, and you're obviously very passionate about it, into a business. Does that blur the passion a bit? And how do you maintain it? Because you do have employees now, and you have two mm. different premises. Mm. You have to juggle the electricity bills and supply lines and cash flows. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Luke. Oh God, I'm getting I'm getting overwhelmed now. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the truth, isn't it? Talk it is, to me a yeah. bit about that. So, uh, I, it feels quite natural, really. I was saying, you were asking me earlier there, and I, and I was kind of saying, it's hard to, it's not hard to maintain the passion. It's hard to um, kind of get time for it, as you were saying, to be able to do it. But even, like, today, I'm going to be playing, I've, I've got a game, my home game is what we call it, that's the kind of the game you always make. I have my home game this evening. Um, so we always try to make time for it, you know what I mean, and, and to enjoy it and, and spend time with friends, because that's really what it's about, John. It's about spending time with the people that you care about in your life, your friends, your family, your, you know, that's what it's about, spending time with them, not being on the computer screen, not being on the tablet or the device. You're there in person talking to each other, having the crack, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Um, where to, like you incorporated in 2020, you've mm. had pretty much what we'd call exponential growth, really, I suppose. Mm. Where, where do you see yourself in the you know, the dreaded five-year horizon and so on? Yeah, we're actually going to, if uh, my wife's going to kill me for saying that she's a, our director, <laughs> one of her other directors, but we're going to put on a, um, a, a party, I think, for our five-year and really kind of celebrate and stuff and, 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 and market. Um, but uh, where I see us in after that is, yeah, we're, we're growing. We're 40% up this year, which is brilliant news. Hopefully, may, long may that continue and grow. So on, onwards and upwards. So at the moment, the other thing I'm looking at is also trying to set up a premise over in the U.S. and trying to kind of expand out to there. And I'm working with the LEO, and um, who've been brilliant, by the way. I can't um, say enough how amazing the LEO have been helping us out and everything. But one thing that we struggle with, I think, and, and this is something I think is small businesses, is something Ireland doesn't do well. It does a lot of things really well for small businesses, but we don't support them on the export market as much as maybe we, we could when they're smaller. Um, and I think that's now in a market where we have a very online industry. I know we're, we're all starting trying to move back to, to in-person, but it's still there. And I think that, that encourages a lot of people to start small businesses and be able to export and grow out and get to, to a global economy. But I, I think we could, you know, we could definitely do better with that but i will say one thing it is this country is an amazing place to start up an online business bar none well that's fantastic mm. to hear uh luke and tell us i ask everybody but i think people when they look at your website they'll see a whole new world and and <laughs> uh, and, and see stuff uh dice will be the same for them again yes. tell us a bit about your website yeah the website <laughs> it's kind of the front facing for the entire operation really so um it kind of needs to look good we're always trying to to make it look well and that people enjoy it we've we've always had really good feedback on it but there's a lot there there's dice there's the the handcrafted stuff there's a lot to look 
at. And it's not just for people who are into dice. Uh, we have a lot of things like these figurines from Nemesis Now that we're doing that are really cool, the candles, things like that. So it's all available there on the website, www.dakotairish.com. And um, you can read about us a little bit. You can see who's working there. You can see my dog, Whiskey. He's a huge part of the the entire operation. Whiskey is uh, With an E now, or is it W-H-I-S-K? I know with an E now, with an E in fairness. I just thought to check out your bona fides, Luke. No, I have to have the E now, in fairness, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, no, it's... We're... No, that's... That's the, the the website is a is a big thing for us, so we we try to make it look pretty. Well, look, Luke, pleasure uh, talking to you, and best of luck to Dakota Irish, a proud local company with uh, global Very ambition, so. and uh, run by Luke McIntosh, a native of Dakota, and North Dakota, yes, North Dakota, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my wife made the name though, it's the same to Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> big shout great. out to your beloved wife and all all the people involved in Dakota Irish. Pleasure talking to you, Thank and you. we look forward to keeping up with you in the coming years. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you in association with Emil Foley Accountants. Our website, onf.ie, shows the full range of services we provide to businesses large and small.